0: hello
1: gentle listeners this is the newly named podcast maximus Back to a brand new episode talking about More Than issue 44. But I can't do this alone. I need the help of two outstanding individuals. First up, my prior uh, collaborator, Mr. Tom McNally. Say hello, hello, Tom.
2: I'm saying hello right now.
1: And uh, joining us is uh, a special first for Podcast Maximus, a Canadian, honorary Canadian, Mr. Hound. Hello. Before we begin, I suppose because this is our first uh, comic review, in fact, there's two things we should say first, really. First is, this is going to be a review that assumes you have read the comic. So, A, it's going to be full of spoilers, and B, we're not going to go with sort of a blow-by-blow plot synopsis. So if you want to be unspoiled, don't don't listen, as it's our uh, first comic review. We sort of generally set out our stall on where we stand uh, with the comics, generally, and with more than we desire in particular, uh, up till now uh, so Tom yeah. if you go first uh, what do you think of IDW generally and more than ETI in particular
2: um, well I'm a bit of a, a hostage of fortune to IDW generally I seem to have bought many of their fine products whether I like them or not uh, but I think generally they do a good job on the whole there's been some wobbles Yeah, I've been following it since day one and I'm enjoying it. enjoying it now more than
0: I ever have
1: Excellent, Uh, Mr. Hound
0: um well sort of the same i mean they i think they started kind of slow um but they had some good ideas to start with i think and they uh, and once they sort of rebooted the the comics with these the two current comics uh i think they they really hit their stride i mean like i really enjoyed both series they've been uh there's been a whole lot more character in in each comic series
1: excellent and uh as for me uh i've be there from the start as well uh again ups and downs uh let us not speak of a mike costa era but generally <laughs> i think uh since john Barbers took over as editor there's been a much firmer direction uh insane toy crossover promotions and all and uh, more than meets the eye in particular is an outstanding book that's uh, a The last few issues of season two before the current one uh, seem to have divided fans a bit more than usual in terms of how much people have enjoyed them, uh, at least based on my experience of looking at the forums. Uh, Would you say that's been a particularly fair thing? Has it been the more standalone issues not been as solid as the big epic stuff? I don't agree,
2: because the creators have been very keen on drawing the distinction between season one and season two. It then invites comparison, and season two is not finished yet. People are comparing, like, a finished block to one in progress, and I think that's confusing them. I, I, that sounds very condescending, but...
0: <laughs> Uh, what about you, Hound? Um. Well, I, I can't say I pay much attention to what what what's going on in the the forums as far as like uh, opinions on the comics. Like I generally you know read the comics and and form my own opinion. Oh, good. I man. don't know. Good I man. I think the comics have you know especially more than Eye, has been pretty solid all through. I am particularly enjoying the whole concept of Megatron as an Autobot. So, I I I gotta say I, since. What was it, Dark Cybertron? Since then, it's uh, it's been more interesting for me than it was before.
2: Uh, yeah, I agree. I I think the Megatron angle has worked out really well. I was something. I was quite skeptical of it because it seemed kind of silly. Yeah, he's, he's taken those what looked like lemons and made some great lemonade out of it.
1: Uh, I think for me, that started to work uh, around my time. We had my conversation with Ravage and uh, alternate Lost Light. We should reveal, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, that uh, Mr. Hound hasn't read the latest issue yet. Mainly here for, for moral supporters to talk about the comic generally. So, so we're going to completely ruin it for him.
2: All the joy, it. He's sucked out of
1: it. One thing to ask you, Hound, what did you make of the uh, Swerve recap pages that have been opening on issues in Season 2? Do you think that's an idea that's worked?
0: Hmm. I, I like the uh, the what they've done with Swerve so far. I think he's he's rather entertaining.
1: So I was at a complete non sequitur because the new issue was open with a slightly odd one because obviously uh, the previous issue revealed that all those recap pages were happening in reality. With all that now as old, it did feel a bit odd to me to be now opening up the next issue uh, with a new one, especially one that doesn't really tell you anything but you need to know to understand the rest of the issue. It's mainly about something that happened last issue has no bearing on the rest of it does it work for you
2: still Tom, or uh, yeah oh, I, th- I think I think it's important to look at those recap pages in the context of the missing two pages we, of story we're getting as far as I can tell no one gets paid for them they don't feature into the page count they don't require any new art though so I think they're a way of slapping in some detail which would take up panel space elsewhere I, I quite like I think they're, they're I think they're funny so, I, yeah, i got no real beef with them. I, I think I know where you're going with this. You're go going to talk about how sometimes Swerve knows things he can't possibly know, and sometimes he doesn't.
1: I was always fond of that, because I just assumed he, thanks to his ability to know he's in a comic, he just read the comic. <laughs> uh, but James Robert told me, no, that's, that's not the case. It's, it's, uh, it's Grim Graham's logic. It's, it is. It's, but anyway, into issue itself, surprising thing for me was that its uh, main guest star of this month is the Necrobot. I never really expected to see him paid off on. I thought that was just a sort of a one-off gag thing. Uh, was that just me thought that, or did any of you two expect to ever see him again?
2: Here's a character with, who can do some crazy stuff. We're going to keep in reserve for a time when we need it. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was an ace up the sleeve. Knew he was going to pop in somewhere.
1: I think it's got a bit overlooked. Uh, we're talking about the issue uh, because of all the other stuff going on in this is Ultra Magnus. Yeah. Who I think has some absolutely yeah, outstanding bit in this issue. It started with his banter with Megatron yeah uh, again should we have a work better together than Rodimus uh, Megatron uh, uh, Magnus D. through to his conversation with Rewind and uh, there's lots of nice little bits of Magnus in this issue I think he's really on very fine form uh, would you agree Tom
2: yeah I think uh, that line back in 13 about how Tyress gave him everything he wanted I think that's really elucidated here like it wasn't what he wanted was to be a big space policeman what he wanted was to get out of the shadow of his very exciting brother that's That's something which is in the subtext. It's good that uh, it shows a lot about where Magnus is, that he's saying that now to somebody.
1: Yes, it's a very nice little detail uh, where we find out what uh, the alternate Ultra Magnus said to Rewind when we had that same conversation, and uh, it didn't go nearly as well. So that's a very firm example of his character development.
2: Oh, yeah, I didn't quite pick up on that. Yeah, good point. And also, he
1: has a uh, toy made for him by 10, Sitting on his desk,
2: playing with ten very deliberately when he's talking about how much he loves his brother and circle of lie missing list is ten dominus ambus. Is that where we're going with this?
1: I think everybody is dominus ambus. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be a final message. Everyone is dominus ambus.
2: He subsisted <laughs> himself into the quantum whatever and became everybody. <laughs>
0: Sounds really interesting, actually, because I kind of felt that Ultra Magnus had kind of fell by the wayside with Megatron having come on board and everything, that the focus had kind of wandered away from Ultra Magnus, whereas he used to get a whole lot more the straight man to other... Characters, gags, and stuff like that, and he kind of stopped being that. And so it's—I don't know—now I'm looking forward to uh, to reading what's going on with him.
1: We all thought it might turn out to be a big thing, but it turns out to be a relatively minor thing. Is the uh, identity of Agent 113?
2: I, I like that. It's just like it was this weird guy with hook hands or whatever.
1: <laughs> Move along. <laughs> Who may or may not be dead.
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, I think that's probably the way Dominus Ambus will go. I think Dominus Ambus will be Dominus Ambus, because. know we've done shockwave it's it's you can only really go to that well so many times
0: um well i i can't say i had any speculation about it at all really i i was just kind of just waiting to see
1: that's very sensible of you uh what, what i liked about it though is that revealing it right up front completely fairly at the start of the issue Helps against the fact that the rest of the issue is spent trying to find out what happened to Dominus Ambus, hmm. Making you think you do find out when it goes, ah, no, you didn't really find out. You basically know exactly the same uh, at the end of the issue you did at the start. If, if it, if it didn't did play fair about one of a sort of mystery was you running through the series, that would probably be quite annoying. But no, it's giving you some information that's genuine and upfront so we can uh, play a bit more... With the Dominus amber thing.
2: We we solve quite a few mysteries here. Or well, maybe not mysteries, but you know, we, we, we resolve a few things. And they're all done with images. It's really very clever. It's you know, one of those comic only kind of things. Like we get we see Agent 113 on a screen. There he is, a guy, certainly not anybody else. Uh, we get this image of a mausoleum of the living. And of course we got the uh- we got the screen, which just comes up and it was just a stark. Kind of a bit of a callback to Thomas Ambus's head in the Functionist universe, that just that stark text.
1: Oh, oh. Good catch, actually, yes. Say, uh,
2: uh, deactivated. And I that, read that, that hit really hard. It was the, with the preamble, so, so cold and it's so certain. And then, of course, at the end, uh, we've got the field. And it's, I, I don't know if I'm reading this the right way, but it seems like that's going to affect him, seeing his actions take up space in that way
1: there were bumblebee uh seems to have murdered a lot of people as well we've seen him murder quite a lot of people
2: <laughs> he's a bastard Bumblebee. we've, I'm we've glad seen him murder more people than we've seen megatron no, i suppose I, I,
1: I didn't really pay attention to that but ah uh, yes yes you don't see what's on top of bumblebee's uh plinth so you don't know if he's really dead or not
2: yeah that's, right. that's a bit bradish i think <laughs> I I think this is particular, it's really, well, good timing is maybe not the right word, but fortuitous timing uh, for the symbolism here that we've just had in the UK, a week of news where it seems a nation's or at least the nation's press opinion on a fairly important and emotional matter has been changed by a single image. Uh, I'm referring, of course, to the Syrian refugees and a, uh, a child washing up dead on the beach after being denied access uh, to the country and the picture of him being cradled in a soldier's arms and that seems to be a bit of a, you know, a Megatron field moment uh, <laughs> to put it in these in these silly terms yeah,
1: but, uh, I do imagine going back five years and saying one day you'd be talking about a Transformers comic with references to contemporary news of dead children that would not have seen- were you still reading Mike Costa How Did he uh, survive that?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been with IDW from the beginning. I think the only stuff of... Uh, the only Transformers stuff I've missed of them is uh, the movie tie-in books. I kind of let those go.
2: <laughs> right. I think they let them go, so- too, so yeah i'm a particular fan of the playlist that james roberts puts up with these and i think the song for this one from a camp was really really good i've been uh, listening to that again and again uh, a song for the leftovers uh, it's got kind of some great uh, lyrics and they really hit home it's what this lyrics like uh to dream of beginnings when the end is all around
1: yeah i mean that image with the uh flowers at the end uh, and all of megatron's casualties so as well as making you think um, how many flowers would optimus have around him yeah, uh, I, I would suspect would they be allowed to show that I wouldn't know. actually quite so stark and say hey, how many people have was killed
2: I don't know I think that the fact that they, they showed a significant kill count for Bumblebee of all characters uh, I, mean, yeah, I, think, <laughs> I I think I don't think they'd shy away from that I think it's uh, not necessary for us to know I, I think if the plot did come round to that I think he'd have an ocean to himself <laughs> <laughs> Especially because this, this ties into, like, to, you know, the Necrobot being magic. Usually Transformers, a semi-mystical side... It is what it is. See it.
1: It's either straight up mystical, or it's, uh, we don't really know. It's, a, ah, what really happened sort of thing. Uh, like, in the annuals, for example, where, uh, what did happen to that, uh, duobots, was it? Uh, was trapped in the engine, or... Oh, I think the it was a bit there and all that sort of stuff. Uh, going all the way back to Primus, of course, uh, and uh, Legacy of Unicorn and all that. So that here, there's like, oh, yeah, I've just got a <laughs> teleport and a list of all the Transformers. I'm going to go out, find them wherever they are. It's easy. And of course, the gag is technology basically is magic. So we well, it's like, magic. we've accepted awesome. it.
2: Every component of, of his stick we have accepted in other contexts. There's nothing new oh, yeah. there. If we could accept that the Lost Light's teleporting around and we had a, a wacky quantum duplicate adventure, we've swallowed that. We've swallowed the fact that these guys live forever. We've swallowed the fact that uh, they can run on very little juice, really. And we've swallowed the fact that uh, sparks can... You can track sparks, because we've seen that with, the, with Tyrest's big magic thing. So oh, of course, yes, it's, it's it's there's Cybertron doesn't seem to have any sort of functioning scientific community. Uh, it's, it's it's lone geniuses. There's like ancient texts and there's these occasional cranks. So it kind of, you know, what we've seen, it makes sense that they're just like someone would know how to use all this stuff they have better than others. And it's really neat that it's this artist. He the Necrobot's not he's not mystical. He's not uh he's not even doing anything particularly useful. He is just. They call him a hobbyist, but yeah, he's he's, he's doing a
1: he's doing a. He's just a, a slightly dodgy old man who actually ends up being quite friendly with everyone as well. He's not Mister. He's not even a, a cryptic missing. He's like, yeah, come
2: yeah on here's here. how it let me... works. Uh, let me show you my yeah. exhibition.
1: But uh, Nightbeat, oh Nightbeat! Uh, I, I should say here, but since Nightbeat has come back, he has been one of my absolute bugbears of a comic. <laughs> because uh, previously, <laughs> even in earlier RDW stuff, uh, including. Uh, Shadowplay, his mm. weak cameo in Shadowplay, uh, always loved Night Binks, loved the Philip Marlowe detective, the cool guy with a quip and the sardonic. I mean, he's Humphrey Bogart, basically. Mm. But since he's come back, he has been blooming Benedict Cumberbatch, and it's really annoying me because it just feels slightly less fun.
2: The Humphrey and, Bogart uh, character can only really work as a protagonist, though. Because we need to have access to his thoughts and we need to uh, know his opinions about everything going on.
1: You know, the Sherlock Holmes character really only works as a protagonist, though, right, doesn't he?
2: Uh, well, no, not the Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, know-it-all, slightly sociopathic version. You know, he is the, the office debunker. He can kind of... He, sort of, he filled the, the niche that Ratchet had.
1: Uh, except Ratchet was still there most of the time, though, so he could have filled yeah. that niche itself. True. But... Uh, I... It's not really felt like me at all. Uh, I mean, to be fair, he did come back from a dead in a zombie universe, so he'd be affected Wouldn't make sense, which I'll come to in a second. Uh, <laughs> but nobody ever seemed to notice he was any different. Uh, nobody ever said, what happened to that guy who could go for a drink with Quark and have a nice, fun conversation with him? But this issue, uh, for me, wonderfully, sorted all of that out by having him say, I got messed up by being in a dead universe zombie world for two years Okay. my life is a bit of a mess as a result so that was uh hopefully now he's had that cathartic moment of talking to the necrobot and uh sorting his stuff out
2: and not That's and, what and what? wagging his finger at the necrobot that was uh, yes that was something going in night beat with so his mean?
1: trench coat and his hat out <laughs> and uh solve some fun crime nautica as the uh the lady what uh woman what did him wrong that uh every humphrey Bogart character needs
2: <laughs> she's she's too nice she's not much she's not enough of a boozer for that to happen
0: i i don't have really any leftover affinity from for uh, for him like from like G1 or anything like that. I just, you know, he's a detective and it was, yeah, there was some interesting aspects going on with him and then and Chrome down there for a little while, so.
1: Hey, what I would hope for him now is uh, he finally, after all these years, gets a proper detective case They he and they don't take the of him at the end of it. <laughs> I don't think he's ever actually solved a proper case, has he? He's, pretty
2: he's, not, he's sold He solved the sold Arc one, one, 1 thing pretty well.
1: He found it. Yeah, He had his head. Right, take it out, man. So, yeah,
2: well, you know, any cost. There's always there's always a personal cost to the detective in these things. Uh yeah, he, he needs a little like a two issue arc to himself, I think.
1: T, t- again, again, he's still on a lost light, isn't he? He could even Hosehead, wherever Hose Head is, we can have a whole gang back together.
2: What I really like uh, about Nightbeat's whole thing is that he's set up like, a get out jail free card for someone. Because he's told Sensor, you know, you must at some point use your magic teleportation powers to show up and save somebody's life. And I'll probably be Megatron Oh,
1: there you go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah in fact, even though it seems very much like a standalone issue relatively uh, in terms of plots, if not character developments, I suspect there's a lot of very subtle seeding of details here that will turn out to be more important than you think later on.
2: Well, yeah, we're, uh, a- we're activating the Dominus Ambus plotline. I mean, yeah, we all knew that he, of course, is is he's, he's he's going to be important and that he's still out there. But now, rewinding Cro- chromedone they've like they've committed to it. Uh, they were all they were quite wishy washy on it. Like they were very ha- happy to go to the Festival of Lost Lights and talk about him and have him as this abstract thing. But now it's like, as best as we know, he's in he's in a situation that we can go and find out. So that's good. I mean, that's that's very functional.
1: Because I think that brings us to what I would say is the heart of uh, this issue, which is the Chrome Dome uh, rewind scenes, where Rewind has the option to find out if Dominus Ambus is dead or not and he doesn't know him, him and Chrome don't have a discussion about whether they should find out if he's alive or not
2: uh, yeah that, that which then gives you this uh, ominous feeling because it's Chromedome like hmm does Chrome down know it's, you know he's very quick to try and erase rewind's memory afterwards and like has this happened before how many it's like uh, like a memento kind of thing
1: uh, that's vaguely terrifying uh, <laughs> We'll it's too similar to the idea of Chrome Dome raising the memory of his own uh, prior partners. though.
2: Yeah, it seems too, it seems too extreme, but uh, that, that, that's,
0: that's, that's, that suggestion is in the air, I feel. You had me worried there for a second when you started talking about Rewind. I thought he was going to die again.
1: <laughs> Do we not say he dies at the end of the issue? Uh, terrible, blow it up, lip. no, no. This trip's
0: over. The Nick Roche
2: cover. Uh, it's one of the best ones he's done, I think. Uh, it was really revealing uh, at the panel on Order Assembly where he said that he's been asking James for more, more min- minimalist covers while he's been doing Sins of the Wreckers. But it's really worked out nice. It's like It reminds me of like the Trevor Hutchinson covers.
1: Oh, uh, it's just the Headstones. Yeah. Uh, very like one of the Wreckers uh,
2: covers as well, isn't it? Yeah, uh, the, the Trevor Hutchinson ones. Um, I wonder why he's not doing covers anymore. Apparently he l- used to live with Shane McCarthy, so I don't know if they come as a twofer. That's, you're full of information. I, that might be entirely the wrong <laughs> (laughs) I don't (laughs) know. My
1: flatmate or whatever needs a a job. (laughs) He might be able to draw, and luckily he turned out he could. uh, But Mike Costa used to be kept as a slave in uh, Andy Smith's basement. I can believe that. And every time Andy Smith had a speech bubble pointed at the wrong character, he would whip Mike Costa out of anger.
2: But I I bet they'd do that deliberately, wouldn't they, just to keep it going?
1: Uh, that, that bit is obviously not for inclusion in the podcast. Oh, what? That really that's a good bit. That
2: was a good little
1: <laughs> I not trust you, you cut out a bit from the last one, but made you look like a complete idiot. So I don't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was too long. It was too long. It was too much setup.
1: Yeah, I a mean, bit exactly too long. One bit, but made you look like a fool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, a uh, slight nitpick. Oh, this I'm is something. This is, a, this is something which, um, which I think does sort of contradict some of the themes that have been set up. Minimus Ambus. Was in the shadow of his big brother, and he's wearing this big mustache, and it's pointed out how similar he looks. Ah, it does have a good payoff in that line, but then, you know, was he particularly functionist? could he not just, you know, get a new head? Uh, or is that would that be insulting to Dominus? It's it's kind of
1: possibly to their family is it not uh, was it the excuse they for used for that the reason they had a moustache was so when you saw Minimus Ambus in *Made in Life yeah light. despite being a different colour you'd assume he was Dominus Ambus introduced himself as Ambus uh, But was it, it was like a family tattoo or something like that or? A,
2: but yeah so that's, that's, uh, a, that's, a, that's a fun little detail but now we're asked to go into it in a little bit more depth like can you take off your moustache I mean we've seen guys get whole new bodies um, uh, I don't know I can I can accept that uh, magnus is wouldn't be the type to do that or he wouldn't want to upset anyone and he'd rather go whole hog and drive around a big exoskeleton made to resemble uh, an old war hero
1: He just nothing by halves and it also uh,
2: emphasizes what a big deal it is for him to be out of the armor now
1: i fact, i hadn't realized until uh after he started doing it quite regularly. But of course, that's almost certainly because there's an Ultra Magnus toy that has a Minimus Humbus. <laughs> uh, that's, that's probably the one bit of toy advertising we've had in the last couple of years that hasn't stood out as gratuitous toy advertising.
2: Oh, I hope it isn't because of that. I hope it's I hope it's character development.
1: Uh, one of the things uh, Denya said to me, uh, that's uh, our friend and hopefully one day fellow podcast, Denya, uh, said to me uh, what he thought about this issue is that the end with the flowers was very like the end of uh, Stoke Me a Kipper Clipper from uh, Season 7 with the uh, if you're not into it with Season 7 of Red Wharf which any sane person isn't it's the episode where uh, uh, Chris Barry buggers off to go near the British Empire instead so there's like a, a graveyard full of ace swimmers
2: just the, the light beer oh, right? yeah oh, it's similar yeah. in the so, fact there are a lot of a single object and that has an emotional impact on the person who, for that object, is important.
1: If hey, that, that makes it sound more similar than I thought. Actually, I <laughs> thought he was uh, he was reaching a bit there. Yes, I've forgotten it. It affected uh, actual River. Seen all those different versions of him dead. Yeah, maybe I was I was hoping I only brought that up to debunk Daniel's theory and uh, make him look a fool. But uh, no, you've you've made it seem incredible.
2: Oh, I, I was arguing against it. Um, <laughs> I was just trying to bring it down to <laughs> it the most vague generalities, but you know, whatever works. That it's a it's not the exact image, but that's flavor of image that grammar i've seen used lots of times and it's it's a perfectly acceptable thing to use
1: i'm sure Jay's roberts has never seen a clipper anyway a the
2: what do you think ravage makes of the field
1: uh well oh, we don't really know how genuine megatron is yet do we uh in uh overall position so if it's a super second megatron is faking this all as part of some elaborate plan and the Sarmiss you just slightly hint about when he re- re- reveals he's only going to Necropot's planet to piss him out and avoid uh,
2: getting sentenced. And score some points did on you, Rodimus.
1: Yeah. Did, did you think that uh, Sebo's powers would have uh, affected him towards uh, the more genuine in his
2: Autobot ambitions? Or? On panel, he definitely looks aghast. Yeah, it might make him think that he is he is beyond redemption and... You know just to hell with it all or you know it might make him think that there's there's nothing he can conceivably do and that he should stop trying to frame himself as the hero in any way shape or form but then there's i mean there's also always the out that like i mean the reason why he's got so many flowers to himself is that the necrobot any sort of authority he's just the office of national statistics uh, no, actually, yeah, he you know he talks about the spark echoes and whatnot but um yeah i think mostly when someone dies in battle he's like ah, oh, i can't my forensics training can only go take me so far megatron did it
1: was he established other flowers just for other transformers they'd kill was that for anybody it's, it's, you know,
2: yeah specifically other transformers it's it's when a spark
1: you no, no, have a lot more on top of that man from everybody else
2: oh yeah yeah like, all the organics God no,
1: knows how many Bumblebee would have but
2: <laughs> <laughs> with his cyber forming sweeps
1: how do you think Megatron's genuine or playing the long game
0: uh, that's that's tough to say I, I think it would be I don't know. I think it would be kind of tragic if he's if it's just all a scheme. I, I I rather like the idea that that he has a conscience. That the whole war was just his philosophy gone out of hand, like corrupted by the the greed and or you know ambitions of of, of all his his soldiers, of the of the other Decepticons and whatnot. It, you know he he had I don't know good at heart. In the, in the beginning and, and it just sort of turned to anger and rage you know over time and I think I think it makes him a much more compelling character in that regard I think him going back to being just the bad guy tyrant would just I don't know be rather tragic I, I absolutely agree I think it would be much less interesting
2: uh, to have him say it was all a
1: trick ah, rah, 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 rah. Even what I like about it so far is that it feels like everything could play read as well both ways would uh, have a slightly different subtext either way I mean he's ambiguous when he's talking to Ravage when they're alone he could be manipulating Ravage as much as anybody else of course uh, he's not above that sort of thing but yeah, I would assume yeah had the season two uh as it rapidly approaches, we'll find out for sure one way or another. Mm. Yeah, hopefully, it doesn't go down with two Megatrons. rooms so it it turn out, it's a it's a crap duplicate of Megatron made by some
2: bloke. <laughs> oh, that's playing to the nostalgia crowd, isn't it? Uh- <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I don't necessarily think that he's a hero per se. I think he's. I I'm not sure that his allegiance is to the Autobot cause. I guess I think that maybe he, you know, he's still. His badge is Bumblebees. I'd say maybe his allegiance is to some idea of Bumblebee.
2: A mass murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, someone Megatron can really relate to.
0: I think he's got the you know, the his his own cause, which is neither the Decepticon cause and maybe neither the Autobot cause. You know, he he wanted a sort of equality for all Cybertronians and in, in the beginning and I think that's not necessarily what the Autobots want though
2: you're right the Autobots do I mean they're a theocracy for one like they even if Prime isn't totally sold on that he still uses that as a lever whenever he can uh, right. they believe in hierarchies
1: because their leaders are chosen by glowing bit of God
2: yeah which, right. uh, he's, he's the Pope
1: actually <laughs> that's not going to how many flowers a Pope would have <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yes, if, if the Pope had been around for four million years, I think he'd just have a you know just incidentally, just accidents happen, you know. <laughs> Oh, uh, we haven't talked about the art really much. We talked about Nick Rush's so, uh, cover. Uh, Maybe
1: because I'm not sure how to say this gentleman's name. Uh, uh, does anybody he- have
2: an idea about pronunciation? I'll, I'll take the plunge. Hayato Sak- Sakamoto.
1: Sakamoto? I can do Sakamoto, yeah. Sakamoto. Uh, sorry, sorry, Tom, what do you think of Sakamoto's art?
2: Uh, I dig it. It's you know, it's a little bit more elastic and cartoony than, than what we're used to. Milne is quite cartoony. But, yeah, I think there's, there's really nice... Uh, detail. He's a little bit better at backgrounds than milne Not at the design of backgrounds, but just at integrating them with the with the composition. Yeah, I like the little flourishes. Uh, I like how weird he makes Chrome Dome look. He look, makes Chrome Dome look actually quite sinister. He does he, he he does a really good job with the Necrobot as well. He makes the Necrobot really look like a Florodir design. Yeah, uh- faces floating in the matrix kind of thing.
0: I'm looking through it it's 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 actually really nice really detailed I I I like it's it's not a whole lot different from Milne's it's 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 not a you know like a huge departure but it's a lot more detailed there's a lot more little details and stuff and it's just wow his uh his DJD just looks really really good
2: (laughs) it's not just that he's naturally a good fit for Milne I think he's um he's putting a lot of effort into that which is quite significant because i don't think we've really ever seen that in a transformers comic have we we've never seen some an artist deliberately trying to be like another artist ooh well uh, i think there, there was, was a like lot of that. that in dreamwave stuff oh yeah yeah of course that was that was the the company's I, mean, deal. I, would,
1: I, would say, I would say that uh, alex mills current style, as he started on more than Wave, was very much an attempt to uh, do the nick roach style art uh, it's, it's sort of lessened slightly as it's gone on, and he sort of made it a bit, past a bit more his own. But certainly, by those early issues, I thought he was very much trying uh, to channel Nick Roach uh, very successfully as well.
0: Um, well, i got to say, I do, I do like Alex Milne's art and stuff. Um, and more than me, T.I. has been beautiful in that regard. Most of the fill in artists have been all right. I, I got to say, I didn't much care for the Dark Cybertron.
1: James Ray's.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't care much for that either. It's—I, I don't know. I like the. The cleaner, more cartoon look of the, the art that, uh, that you get from, like, Alex Milne and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, de- I definitely got to say I, re- I prefer Alex Milne overall. Milne, but Alice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so to, to wrap up, gentlemen, overall thoughts on the issue? Well, uh, Tom?
2: Uh, one of the best. Uh, I think uh, succeeded in pretty much every way.
1: A question for you, Sound. Do does this issue sound excited and interesting to you? The way we've talked about it, are you now chomping at a bit to uh, get on and read it?
0: I am actually, and I I, I sadly just realised I don't actually have this issue to read it because I we just moved and I there's no longer a place for me to buy comics.
1: Uh, and for me, yes, I. Uh... Very much enjoyed it as well. I thought it was one of the, uh, I mean, I've liked uh, the stories, most of the issues we've had since uh, Elegant Chaos. Uh, I thought Elegant Chaos was a peak for the series so far, but I've certainly had no particular issues with the small stories we've had since. But of those, I thought uh, this was comfortably the best. Last month's uh, completely insane uh, sitcom issue, probably more inventive and uh, novel, uh, the two, uh, in terms of Transformer comics, anyway, in turns of to fresh and interesting things with them. Uh, but this, I think, is sort of a, a bit more solid in its uh, construction. Push my buttons the right way with Nightmeat, uh, which will get a lot of points. Uh, if Nightmeat goes back to be like Benedict Cumberbatch, I will uh, deduct many points from this issue for building up my hopes. Uh, otherwise, yes, uh, a top-notch issue.
2: I think um, so. Sort of the, the best thing it has going for it, and I mean this in a very sincere way, it doesn't feel cluttered at all. It's, it's very dense, a lot going on, but it doesn't trip over itself trying to tell you everything. And there's been a bit of that in the in the uh, in the most recent issues. I think it, it stands out more because they're more comedic in tone, and comedy doesn't mm. work well with clutter
1: the author's voice was perhaps a bit uh, strongly in the character speaking in the last uh, couple of issues uh, I suppose most notably in the last issue when a of us I think it was actually specifically said no this issue is not any sillier than any of the other issues
2: yeah it's a bit
1: uh, all the fans, uh, complain about it.
2: I understand it's meant in jest but it does come across as a yeah. little bit sour
1: excellent so that's a top notch more than meets eye issue uh Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, join us soon for the next podcast, Maximus. Incidentally, when you say the a Podcast Maximus, you have to say it like that every single time. That's actually a, a law. But uh, just we passed by the Queen in celebration of her uh, becoming the longest-serving British monarch. So you all have to do that at home and have it well-practiced by the next episode. Do give us your feedback in the uh, place where you've heard this. There is a uh, link to a thread at TF Archive where you can uh, tell us what you think, good and bad. Or you can tweet me, at InflatableDarlick. I hope you'll join us all for the next episode. Take care of yourselves and goodbye.